Hi, how-to listeners. This is Rebecca Rashid, producer of the how-to series here at The Atlantic. And I have a very special guest with me in the studio today. Hey, I'm Van Newkirk, a senior editor with The Atlantic. And most importantly, I'm a podcaster. Hey, Van, how's it going? It's going all right. If you've kept track of the podcasts we're making here at The Atlantic, you might already be a fan of Floodlines, which Van hosted back in 2020. Today, he has a new show to share with you. It's called Holy Week. Van, could you tell our how-to listeners what Holy Week is about? Yeah, this show is about the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. Most importantly, it's about the week after that assassination. So in over 100 cities, thousands of people went out into the streets in uprisings or rebellions or riots, whatever you want to call it that were the most extensive in America between the Civil War and actually 2020 when George Floyd was killed. And why turn to this specific moment in history? Well, for me, this time has always been one that's really interesting and worth probing when thinking about the larger arc of American history. So right now we have a sort of standard narrative of the civil rights movement. Things were bad, they got better. Most histories kind of cut things off at like 65 when the Voting Rights Act was passed. There's not a whole lot about what happened after King was killed. And to me, the reason why is because um, that assassination, the fact that he was killed by a white supremacist, uh, the fact that he was killed by a white supremacist who worked for George Wallace, who was then running for president, and the fact that there were all these people, these black folks in the street who were clearly not satisfied with the gains and progress of the civil rights movement, if you tell that story, then it kind of puts to lie a lot of the things we tell ourselves about progress in America. And why did you choose to tell the story of this week as a podcast? Well, I like podcasting. um, But one thing I think was so important to capture was the sound of voices, human voices. I think you can get these emotions in podcasting and radio that either can go unnoticed in film or hard to capture when I'm writing. And so for me, this moment in time, this is a story that I've received most of my life by storytelling, by people doing our equivalent of oral histories today. It's people like my parents, my grandparents who saw it telling me, you know, such and such burned in my hometown on April 5th, 1968. And this is what happened. And so I'm trying to honor that tradition of oral history storytelling and also use the strengths of the medium to convey emotion in this incredibly emotionally charged moment. Can you give our how-to listeners some Easter egg to listen out for in the series? Hmm. Well, if you enjoyed Floodlines, which if you haven't listened to, I would also recommend listening to Floodlines. (laughs) One thing that I love doing is I love describing people's vibes. I'm trying to describe sort of how a person is in my space, how I'm interacting with them. So there's a guy in there, John Burrell Smith, who was, he's an old radical out of Memphis. He went to prison on some charges for his radicalism. And since then, since he came out, he's been fascinated with black history and radical black history. And he's like, you know, totally got the sort of barbershop, community college, like historian vibe. And I say that in the most respectful way possible. That's where I learned all my history, you know, and like he wears leather Kangol caps and like trench coats 
and just totally has this vibe of somebody who's wise in these different ways that I tried to convey. Hmm. A quick vibe check for our how-to listeners. What's my vibe right now? <laughs> okay, okay. So how how would I describe Becca in, in, a, in a podcast? Well, I guess I can't use the usual podcast trope. I, I feel like you're you're a listener. You're somebody who, like, you know, if you're telling a story, you can tell that you're invested in it. And, like, with this sort of a piercing attention. That is a very uh, flattering vibe check. You can hear all eight episodes of Holy Week on March 14th and can subscribe to the podcast now. Let's listen to the trailer, shall we, Van? Yes, we shall. If they would shoot a man like Dr. King and shoot my little boy, they'd shoot my wife, they'd shoot me. April 4th, 1968, is remembered by many as the end of the civil rights movement, a time of loss. We had been taught about lynchings and school bombings and Rosa Parks. We had been taught about all kinds of stuff, but we were angry. We were angry because a white man killed a prominent person in our life. Grief can have a way of warping the historical lens, trapping us in a moment and overshadowing some of what came before. We played every summer. We were outside in the back. Baseball, kickball, volleyball, tag. What came after King's assassination was a week of uprisings that have largely been forgotten. We broke out and went up to 14th Street. What did you see when you got there? Maybe about Two or three thousand people. When I got up there, they had burned most everything down. I'm Van Newkirk, senior editor at The Atlantic. For the past year, I've been talking to people about the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and the ensuing unrest that upended so many of their lives. What I've heard is a story about a break in time. A story that completely changes how I understand the end of the civil rights movement and the entire trajectory of modern America. It's a story about the limits of racial reckonings and about how trauma lives with people through time. It's a story about hope, about grief, about dreams, and about dreams deferred. Had he been able to do what he was planning to do, we would be looking at a different America. From the Atlantic, this is Holy Week. Listen to all eight episodes beginning on March 14th and visit theatlantic.com slash Holy Week.